Hi, welcome to the Times of Israel's Daily Briefing. It's Tuesday, February 21st, and I'm Jessica Steinberg. I'm joined today by Knesset correspondent Carrie Keller-Lynn and legal affairs reporter Jeremy Sharon. Hello, good morning to you both. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Jessica. Carrie and Jeremy were very much on the scene yesterday at the massive rally in front of the Knesset and then inside as the coalition held the first vote on the key piece of legislation to overhaul Israel's judiciary. We're going to hear about all of that, have some conversation about it. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Do you or your clients have a commercial collection matter that's going nowhere? The Sarachuk Law Firm specializes in the most challenging collection matters, whether it is a single matter or a portfolio of cases. They are based in New York with relationships around the world. Sarachek's proprietary databases and tried and proven methods have earned them an unmatched reputation for success in getting their clients what they're owed. They work on a contingency fee basis, so they're only compensated when they succeed. The Sarachek Law Team strongly supports Israel. You can reach the Sarachek Team at www.sarachecklawfirm.com. That's S-A-R-A-C-H-E-K lawfirm.com or at 646-403-9775. The proceeding is an attorney advertisement and past results are no guarantee of future performance. Okay, Carrie, you made your way from Tel Aviv yesterday on markedly less crowded trains, I think you noted in one of the pieces, to the protest and the first reading. And there was also a faction meeting where Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke. Set the scene for us, please, before we dive into all of it. Right. So just to have to say about the trains, because it wouldn't be Israel if we didn't complain. Whereas last week, it was impossible to even turn around. It was that tightly packed this week, there were no seats, and I was able to sit with someone on top of me. So it was it was a much better experience. <laughs> um, between the police and the protesters, it's reported that about uh, between 40,000 to 70,000 people converged upon the Knesset yesterday to protest the government's first reading of its judicial reform package. Uh, despite this, of course, the reform package passed uh, late last night, shortly after midnight. The mood outside was a little bit different than the week previous. I think the first week, it really felt like excitement. People felt like they were part of something big. Uh, they had taken vacation days. There were many children. They had taken their kids off school. It was a sort of like semi-organized national strike. Um and this week, uh, it felt a little bit more resigned. I think people accepted that the coalition was going to pass this law. Uh, I spoke to a bunch of folks who basically said they don't think that they have the power uh, to change what goes on Knesset, but they're so upset about the situation, they need to protest anyway. Um, and so I, I felt a lot less um, of the initial excitement of last week, but a lot of the resignation of um, this is not what we want our country to look like. And and it's worth saying that there are a lot of people in this country who would answer them with the same, the same language, uh, because what's going on right now is really a debate over what Israel um, should like look like and who should have the powers in the country. Uh, there's a block uh, who's against the protest, or at least against the way the protest is going through, that says this judicial reform will fundamentally change the democratic character of the country, whereas there's a second block saying that this country has not been fair. This country has not given power 
to all of its citizens in an equal way. And we need to redistribute that power, um, seeing itself now in power <laughs> in the coalition. Um, and so they're both agreeing that political power will be increased over the judiciary. That's not at all a contention. The question is whether or not this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Did you see that conversation carried out at the protest or you're just talking about it in terms of what's obviously out there in terms of media coverage and in terms of the conversations that we're hearing about? There were definitely counter protesters there making that point. Uh, That point was made extensively yesterday uh, over the Knesset debate. It was really um, and this is a preview for a piece I hope to write today. This was really not a conversation between two political camps in the Knesset. It was talking past each other. One side spoke about democratic and liberal values, and the other side spoke about power exclusivity. Um, and so we're not even speaking the same language. We're using the word reform, but just like the word, you know, consulting is vague, and I could say this is a former consultant, uh, reform is also vague, right? We, we both say it as if we're speaking about the same thing, but we're not. It's democratic, liberal values, conceptual ideas uh, against kind of tangible power exclusivity. And this is the debate that's really going on right now, both on the streets and in the halls of the Knesset. When I say debate, again, it doesn't feel much like a debate yet. Right. Before we get to the first reading, uh, there was a faction meeting where the prime minister spoke. Jeremy, I believe you covered that. Explain that to us a little bit. When was that happening and what was happening there? The faction meeting took place uh, like every Monday um, in Monday afternoon, around about three o'clock. And uh, Netanyahu came to the faction meeting. He was talking very uh, stridently about how upset he was with the protesters who uh, came outside MK Tully Gottlieb's house and wouldn't, you know, barricaded her in and wouldn't let her go. And uh, uh, she also has a, a special needs child who she said needed to be taken to her educational framework and, and, and gets uh, very upset about loud noises and stressful situations. And so Netanyahu was uh, said he was incensed by the situation, said this is the opposite of what the protesters who want democracy are uh, are saying. This is the opposite of the values they're proclaiming. And, you know, don't preach to us about democratic values when you're trying to block a MK from coming to the Knesset and vote in parliament. So he used that really as a cudgel to to beat the, uh, the protest movement with. But he also said that they're going ahead with a vote and they did go ahead with a vote. But he said, tonight we're having a vote and tomorrow... I hope the path will be open for for dialogue. And he said that the the gaps between the two sides can be bridged. And in that respect, he tried to be somewhat, you know, conciliatory. But obviously, he refused the opposition's demand to stop that legislation in order to hold that dialogue. And then, okay, so then going back to the first reading, Carrie, which you covered. So then that, of course, seemed to happen before the faction meeting. Set the scene for us, which I know from the piece that the two of you uh, collaborated on, seemed insane and crazy and full of shouting and recriminations. But give give us the color and tell us what it was like. I, it was a madhouse in the sense that um, everyone knew their eyes were on them and, and acted appropriately. Um, you know, there was a, a small demonstration within the plenum where uh, Yeshatid lawmakers from the opposition pulled out Israeli flags and wrapped themselves in them as Simcha Rotman um, started to speak. Simcha, of course, being uh, the head of the Knesset's constitutional committee, who's backing these bills specifically, uh, protesters in the gal- in the viewing gallery rushed up and banged their head their hands against the bulletproof glass before being forcibly removed. Uh, I should also note that um, a mere hour later, when it was clear that most of the cameras and reporters had kind of left, uh, so did most of the MKs in the plenum. They only really showed up to um, 
to speak uh, and to vote in the end, uh, as as is true with most votes. Uh, this is not it's not real. The debate doesn't really happen on the plenum floor. That's for the cameras. This is the first bill of the first phase of judicial reform, and it's not the only one being discussed. Uh, but the bill that passed its first of three readings last night um, would do two things. One, it would remake the Judicial Selection Committee, which is the committee that appoints all of Israel's judges from the lower courts to the Supreme Court, and hand control firmly to the coalition. It would give the coalition control over five of the nine seats and require only five seats to appoint a judge, thereby handing it to the coalition. The second thing that this bill did last night, uh, there were technically two bills, but let's just call it one because most of the salient parts were contained in, in a update to something called the Basic Law of the Judiciary. That bill actually blocks the Supreme Court or any court's power to review basic laws at all. So basically, that that bill update is saying that that amendment to the basic law judiciary is saying um, you court can't touch basic laws. And by the way, this is a basic law. So you can't touch this either once it fully passes, Um, which is really quite extraordinary when you think that uh, it only cleared its first reading with 63 votes. It means 63 lawmakers who belong to um, six different coalition parties, really five, because one party only has one uh, person in it, get to decide this for, for the country. Really extraordinary what happened last night. Uh, what's also extraordinary is that despite the fact that we're talking about dialogue, uh, Justice Minister Levin also said that he hopes to finish this whole process within the next six weeks uh, and push this bill through before the Knesset's April break. Uh, we break for Passover for about a month. Um, and that would be quite extraordinary if they were to complete that process of getting it through the committee and, and through its next votes while also uh, incorporating uh, substantive changes and quote, closing those gaps as Netanyahu said he would want to do yesterday. So this is really a um, a consequential moment where the first reading happened. The coalition had said that it would be open to discussion once the first reading happened. It did not commit to making changes. It said discussion, not negotiations. We have to see if the opposition will actually even come to the table, uh, presumably under the auspices of President Herzog. And if any sort of substantive changes can be made to finish this bill on Levin's stated timeline of six weeks. Okay. All right. Pausing there. Thanks, Carrie. We're going to take a quick break. When we're back, Jeremy will focus on a crucial detail in a new bill in this process. The world we live in isn't perfect, but it doesn't get better on its own. That's where the work of activists comes in. Whether it's environmental justice, animal rights, or disability advocacy, there are people all around the world striving to make it a better place. That's where All About Change comes in. Host Jay Ruderman talks with activists about how they do what they do and what inspires them to keep going. Because activism is all about change. Listen to All About Change wherever you get your podcasts. Jeremy, let's focus on this new bill that was brought up in the reading that created some confusion about how this is moving forward. Can you explain to us what this clause is and how it would shift or change 
what has already been discussed for weeks now. Sure. So this bill is actually the second part of the government's traditional overhaul plans, and it was split off from the original uh, legislation to deal with it separately. And this is really one of the most important central aspects of the government's plan and something which would have the most dramatic effect. So the bill says that the High Court can uh, strike down Knesset laws. It's never been written in a law uh, until now. But it dramatically restricts the ability of the court to strike down uh, legislation, saying it must be done by all 15 judges of the court in a unanimous decision. Furthermore, it says that the, the judges can only strike down a law if that law clearly contradicts an order which is entrenched, specifically explicitly entrenched in a basic law. That is the criteria for striking down legislation, for the High Court's ability to strike down legislation. Why are those words so so impactful? Because some of the basic fundamental constitutional rights Israelis enjoy today are not actually written anywhere. They're not written down in any basic law. We do have the basic law of human dignity and liberty, and that does uh, delineate several fundamental rights. But for instance, it doesn't use the word, it doesn't say that Israeli citizens have the right to equality. It doesn't talk about the right to freedom of expression or the right to freedom of association or even the right to uh, religious freedom. These are rights which since the what's called the judicial revolution in the 1990s have been derived in, interpretively from basic law of human, human dignity and liberty by the High Court. The High Court looked at that law and said in, in several cases, freedom of expression is, is a fundamental right which we derive from this basic law. But what Simcha Rothman's new bill is saying is that no, unless there is a right explicitly delineated in that law, the court cannot rule, uh, strike down another law based on a right it is deriving from the basic law. It has to be explicit in that basic law. So that means essentially, and this was what came up in the committee hearing on Monday morning, this is what the legal advisor said, the right to freedom of expression, the right to equality, will not be a protected right once this legislation passes. And that is obviously incredibly impactful to civil rights and human rights in the state of Israel. Simcha Rothman was challenged on this. And really what he said was, he basically said there are situations we can all agree which would be a negative impact on freedom of expression, i.e. saying that there's some kind of societal agreement over such issues, which I think, uh, you know, if you look at the situation today in the streets, is, is not the case. And then he, he also kind of mumbled something about the Knesset maybe legislating such rights in a, in a bill down the line. Essentially, his his argument is is coming down to just trust us, we won't harm these rights, even though they won't be protected under the law. Carrie, let's sort of sum up the day. What happened into the night at the Knesset plenum? What was happening? Uh, we saw a succession of speakers uh, take to the plenum stage. You know, we, at first we thought this would be an opposition filibuster. Um, it turns out that many coalition members wanted to do a victory lap around it. Um, and so the conversation, uh, the debate dragged out for over six hours. Uh, the final votes were at uh, shortly after midnight. Um and it was it was basically uh, much like other uh, Knesset votes. Once it passed, uh, a lot of people rushed home, and then uh, a couple of stalwarts were forced to stay and close out the rest of the legislative agenda because there were a bunch of other things that the Knesset had to do that day. Big fight caught a lot of headlines for very good reason. This was a very consequential fight. 
uh, and we're going to have to see how this plays out over the next six weeks and if there are any substantive changes made to this bill. And as Jeremy very rightfully reminded us, uh, what other bills come down this pipeline at what velocity and at what um, collective picture does that ultimately draw for the state of Israel's democracy? Okay. Thanks, Carrie. And thanks, Jeremy, for being on today's Daily Briefing. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with another Daily Briefing. Stay tuned and have yourselves a good day. Thanks for listening to the Times of Israel's Daily Briefing. And thanks to our producer, Gilad Brownstein, and to Gili Amar for this out-of-this-world music. You can find us daily wherever you find your podcasts. And on our mothership, timesofisrael.com. Like what you hear? Consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to spread the word. Until next time. Shalom. Shalom.